Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to another episode of R slash Entitled People, a subreddit filled to the brim with stories about people that think the rules just don't apply to them and they should get whatever the hell they want. I hope you enjoy the stories, and I hope you don't forget to smack that subscribe button if you aren't subscribed. Let's go. Our neighbor's dog would run around the neighborhood with no one to be found. He frequently would come to our backyard's gate and bark until I let my dog outside. This went on for months. Eventually, we ended up letting him in our yard to play with my dog because he would not stop barking at her through the fence and we had no way of taking him home. He wouldn't let us get close enough to check his tag. He came into our yard a few times and we never truly knew his gender. He was a small furry dog. Well, one day we had let him in the yard to play and when my husband came out, they were attached. We stopped letting him in our yard after that, but he would still come over and bark like crazy, trying to get us to let them play. Fast forward, and we took our dog to the vet, and sure enough, she was pregnant. At this point, I had found out whose dog it was through another neighbor, so I told them that she was pregnant, which was a big mistake. They asked if they could have one of the puppies, and I told them we could work out a deal. They thought they would get one for free, but after medical bills from a sick puppy, who ended up dying due to hydrocephalus and taking time off work to care for the sick puppy, we needed the money back from the four-dog litter. We tried to come to a compromise, but ultimately, they disagreed and took us to court. They brought their children to court as some sort of lesson for defending yourself. The judge essentially said they had no case because they shouldn't be allowing their dog to roam free in the first place, but they were awarded 400 bucks of the 1200 bucks they sued for because the judge was feeling generous, I guess. Long story short, don't let your dogs in your yard, and if they get your dog pregnant, do not tell the owner of the persistent, annoying dog. On the bright side, he stopped coming over after that. What I want to know is why the hell did the judge reason in their favor? What is going on in this world? That is ridiculous. Their dog got yours pregnant, those entitled Karens sued, and they won. That doesn't make any sense to me. Where is the justice in this world? I have several rescued Dobermans, but the two needed for this story are Queen, who was severely abused and is now aggressive and super anxious, and Duke, my service dog for PTSD and a variety of other mental problems. So because Queen is so aggressive, Whenever she goes outside, she has to wear a muzzle and is leashed to me just to make sure she doesn't bolt to monitor her mental state and to give lots of love and treats when she focuses on me and not people walking past my house. Helping her has honestly helped me a lot and Duke is also fairly protective of us both, in a service dog way. He does body blocking where he puts himself between us and whatever is making us upset, relevant to the story. Because of this, we do get stares and whispers sometimes, but most people in my neighborhood know about Queen now, except entitled mother and nice kid. 
Nice Kid is walking home from school and reaches his hand through the chain link fence holes to pet some of my other dogs. Because he is trespassing, Queen automatically gets aggressive and tries to lunge. Thankfully, she's a smaller Doberman and I'm able to stop her and just quickly wave before bringing her inside. I come back outside and say hi. Sorry about her. She was just scared. Nice Kid nods and asked about why she was scared, so I explained to her that her old owners were really mean and scary. I said it's like when you watch a scary movie and are scared even after the movie ends. She's just trying to calm down, but it's taking her a while. I grab one of my dogs, who is good with kids, and bring him out to be petted by Nice Kid, and we talk a bit on how to properly approach dogs and to not stick our hands through other people's fences. He leaves, and I think we are done. I bring my dogs inside, give Queen her anti-anxiety medication before one more potty break before bed, and while I'm outside, Nice Kid is standing a bit away while a woman, entitled Mother, is leaning against my fence and calling out, Hey! Hey you! Because Queen was doing pretty good and seemed fairly unbothered, I walked closer, but left several feet between me and the fence before giving a treat to Queen and asking what she needed. The conversation is paraphrased since it happened a while ago. My son says you're abusing this dog. She points to Queen. And Nice Kid says, I said someone else abused her and she's still scared. Entitled Mother just waved her hand at him and continued. You need to give her to me and the rest of your dogs before I call the police on you for animal abuse. So I say, I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you my dogs. You can call the police, but these are my dogs. I honestly had thought that she was bluffing. Entitled Mother started screaming, which is a big trigger for both me and Queen. Hand them over! Queen doesn't lunge, since nobody had come onto her territory yet, but she did start to press against my leg and was shaking so hard I could see it. This is what she does before a breakdown, as I call them, where she basically goes blind and will attack anyone, including me and other dogs. She hadn't had one in over a year though, so I didn't take much notice. Thankfully, Duke did. Entitled Mother kept screaming while Duke body blocked us both and was trying to lean against Queen for some pressure therapy and keeping his eyes on Entitled Mother. He was trained to do this so I could feel safe enough to take my eyes off of other people, but it can be unnerving. I understand that. Entitled Mother apparently thought this was an attack stance. Duke is my biggest boy. And if you don't know what an attack stance truly is, it can sometimes look like a dog just standing tall is in ready to attack. And she whipped out her phone and called 911, saying something along the lines of an aggressive dog was attacking her and her son. I sent my dogs, who actually listen, inside, while I stayed put, too afraid that entitled mother would climb my fence, but put some distance between me and the fence and brought Queen with me. She was still heavily shaking, and when I crouched down and tried to pet her to calm her down, she snapped at me. I stumbled back, landed on my butt, and Queen had her hackles raised, looking blankly ahead. I tried to talk to her calmly and softly, but Entitled Mother is still screaming. Now about how I am being attacked, and to hurry. The rest was a mess. The police arrived and I basically had to cover Queen while she struggled and smashed her muzzle into me, trying to bite me to make sure they wouldn't do anything while I also cried, which freaked Duke out as he ran around us in circles, trying to figure out what to do. Eventually, the police told me to bring my dogs inside and to come out and talk. Duke refused to leave my side, so I put his harness on and brought his papers for proof just in case. I bring them everywhere to be honest. And we both went outside. 
I was able to produce Quinn's papers and even called my vet to prove that she is a scared dog, not an aggressive dog, and my vet even explained some of her treatment plan to them all. By the end of it, Queen, and I'm pretty sure Duke as well, not to mention my other dogs, were all so emotionally drained, we just went to bed, and I called in late to work for the next day. Several of my neighbours have told me they've given their own statements to the police about my dogs and Queen, and thankfully, we have a few security cameras that can sort of view my yard, and the police have since dropped the case. I saw a nice kid today, which is why I thought of this story. He slid a note under my fence and said sorry with a few drawings of my dogs and me. It was very cute and sweet. I hope he is okay though. He looked really scared when I more or less flung myself over Queen while she had a breakdown. Yeah, it's really not good when uh, people like this are just out here roaming the world, is it? Kind of makes you question the self-awareness and sanity of some of these Karens out there in the world. If anything, I think the Karen deserves to be muzzled after this one. I know a woman who says that she is allergic to garlic. For years, whenever her grown children wanted to take them out to dinner, she would tell the waitstaff that she was allergic to garlic. She actually wasn't. Up until recently, that would mean that they would just not use garlic in the preparation of her meal. But nowadays, people take food allergies much more seriously. A few years back, her children came into town and wanted to take them out to dinner. The kids took them out to a famous barbecue restaurant, and my aunt said her usual, I'm allergic to garlic. When she told them about her allergy, they went and scoured the grill, utensils, and everything for 15 minutes to ensure her safety. The kids knew that she wasn't allergic, but had no idea that the restaurant would go to such lengths. From the restaurant's point of view, it was the only way to be safe and ensure against a lawsuit. The family were chatting over drinks and wondering what the delay was. They were legitimately horrified when they found out the measures taken to prepare their mother's food. After the meal, they apologized profusely, and the son that was footing the bill generously tipped the waitstaff for their troubles. A couple months later, the family got together again and went to the same restaurant. When their mother used her famous line, the restaurant refused them service, stating that it would take too long to sterilize everything again. When her children stated that it was merely an aversion to garlic and not an allergy, the restaurant staff held firm and said they could not take that chance based on a counterclaim. Everyone in the family was mad at her for her statement. They had to leave the restaurant and find someplace else to eat. Before entering the next restaurant, they informed her that they would no longer be taking her out if she made that claim again. So far, she hasn't. And I can actually see a comment from the OP down below saying that she's actually in her 80s now. She's been doing this since the 1960s. She's never been called out for it until that time. How does this Karen continue to do this for 60 years? That is ridiculous. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
This was late 1990s in rural South Carolina, rather important context. My relative Natalie is an out lesbian. Indeed, she and her partner Sherry were in discussion to be the plaintiffs in a legal case seeking to overturn bans on safe-sex marriage. Sherry got a job as a high-powered engineer for a major international company and moved to South Carolina. Wanting to live in a more rural area, Sherry and Natalie found a home that was a converted barn sitting on about 8 acres completed with a pool, private lake, small fruit orchard, and some open fields. As the property had some electrical drops in various parts of the property, the sellers let Sherry know that there are actually three electric meters for the property, each built separately. The main house was on one, there was a hookup on a light pole in the orchard, and there was one more for a well on the property. Go figure. The two meters that were not the main house were cheap, so Sherry and Natalie didn't give it much thought. After they were living there a few months, Natalie mentioned that the electric bill for the well pump went way up. Nothing outrageous, but from like $6 per month to nearly $40. Curious, I did some back of the napkin calculations and found that the quarter horsepower pump would have needed to run 24-7 for about 25 days straight to use that much electricity. It was just the two of them living there and there was no way they could have used that much water. Something wasn't right. And so I began a bit of an investigation, looking for a leak. I followed the water line out of the house, and oddly, it ran off away from the well out into the field. I followed the line back into the edge of the woods behind the barn, and found, much to everyone's surprise, another well with its own pump powered from the main house. So what the hell was this other pump in the field for? And so I started digging. Surprisingly, that well ran to the other neighbor's house, and that is where we finally got the full story. The neighbor was the pastor at the church where the former homeowner attended. They had an agreement that the former homeowner let the pastor get his water from the well on the farm property, and the former house owner just paid the bill. But somehow, there had been an electrical fault to ground. If I remember correctly, I don't really understand electrical stuff that much. And the meter was spinning almost non-stop. That is why the bill spiked. So Sherry, not wanting to rock the boat, offered the pastor continued use of the well if he would fix the electrical issue and get the meter into his name. But he refused. He insisted that he had a right to free well water at Sherry's expense and got rather unpleasant about it. This was what God wanted. And similar proclamations were hurled Sherry's way. Fine. Her well, her pump. Sherry gave him a couple weeks notice and disconnected the electrical meter. No pump, no water, no longer her problem. Rather than agreeing to reimburse Sherry maybe 80 bucks in excess bills over a couple months, paying to get the pump fixed, and taking over the rather modest bill, we saw a well drilling rig at the pastor's house a few days later. Must have been thousands of dollars. To cap it off, Natalie talked Sherry into doing something else with that well, and they did fix the pump, ran a new water line, and built a bathroom with showers, all for their new women-only lesbian campground. The campground didn't last particularly long as a business, it mostly just covered some basic expenses for a few large events each summer, but if not for the pastor's obstinance, it might never have existed at all. Imagine being so entitled that thousands of dollars in digging up your own well is better than spending 80 bucks maybe. True entitlement and persistence from this man. You'd love to see it. So this incident happened a few days ago. For some background information, I live in a three-story building. 
The first floor is occupied by our family friend. My dad and he have been best friends since their college days, so I have pretty much known them my entire life. We occupy the second floor, and the third floor has been occupied by another family. Recently, the first floor family decided to take a trip north for about 10 days. So when either of our family are out, we tend to take in their parcels and other small stuff. Before the downstairs family left, they instructed us to take in any parcels from Amazon on behalf of them. Now, both my parents work and I had to go to college, so when the parcel arrived, the only person to receive them was my grandmother. Apparently the lady downstairs ordered a bunch of stuff and chose to pay COD. My grandmother at that moment didn't have enough cash to pay for the stuff, so their delivery person had to take it back with him. When the lady got a call about the unreceived parcel, she called my mother and asked her about it. When my mom narrated what had happened, she simply insisted that my mother stay at home and receive her stuff the following day. Now coming to the other part, every month we call in a person to clean our cars because they tend to get very dirty riding through the muddy country roads. So when the family were on their trip, I had called a bunch of people to professionally clean our car. When the family returned back from the trip, they noticed that our car looked cleaner than theirs. That evening, she called me out and demanded why I hadn't gotten their car cleaned when we had gotten ours done. When I simply stated how I was never informed that they would have also liked to have their car cleaned, mind you, we usually call them on the same day every month, the lady flipped at that and screamed how that was a basic sense and that she had a very important conference the next day for which she needed to take the car out. I asked her if it were that important, she would have at least bothered to inform me or not gone to the trip and taken care of it. She has been giving my mother and I the cold shoulder ever since and demands that we apologize. And to that I would say, screw her and absolutely no apologies should be made for this one. You don't need to have your goddamn car cleaned just because you're going out. You got two hands, you got water, you got a scrubber. You can do it yourself, mate. Anyway, guys, that's where I'm going to leave today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know what you think about it down in the comments below. Smack like if you haven't already, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.